This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. And now your host, he enjoys learning by innovation coming from Chambers of Commerce. He's my dad, Brandon Byrne. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it is my goal to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Our title sponsor for this episode is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Is your chamber struggling to drive the revenue it needs to support your initiatives? It's a common problem, and one that our new title sponsor, Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions, knows a lot about. Doug and Bill Holman aren't just sales consultants, they're real-life chamber guys with 20-plus years of chamber leadership experience. They know how to diagnose and solve member recruiting issues faster and better than anyone else, and they're ready to put that knowledge to work for you and your chamber. Call the Holman Brothers today at 619 852 one three nine one, or check them out at holmanbros.com. That's H-O-L-M-A-N-B-R-O-S.com. I'm excited for this episode today, as it is one of those episodes where you will be introduced to some people and ideas that can uh, definitely bring a lot of value to to your chamber and to your community. Today we have uh, Stephanie Viedo and Leah Puto with us from the International Chamber of Commerce. And I am sure that I butchered both of their names, but I can let them correct me as well as we get through this this recording here. But Stephanie is the head of chamber relations at the International Chamber of Commerce or ICC headquartered in Paris. And she's been with the ICC since 2006, first as an assistant in the events department She rose quickly through the ranks and has now spearheaded the organization of the past six editions of the World Chambers Congress, which took place in Kuala Lumpur, Mexico, Doha, Torino, Sydney, and most recently, Rio de Janeiro. She began her career working as an assistant for the Cannes Film Festival. She never quite thought she would end up working for what is commonly known as the world's largest business organization, but she soon found that she greatly enjoyed the work of bringing people together in an atmosphere conductive to cooperation and problem solving. As if she didn't already have enough to do, Stephanie is also a wife and mother of three young children and an accredited yogi teacher. Leah is the World Chambers Congress project manager at the International Chamber of Commerce, She's charged with managing ICC's largest global event from A to Z, which includes building intellectual content for the program, selecting speakers, communications, and marketing, and much more. Leah is also responsible for organizing the World Chambers Competition, which is run in conjunction of the Congress, and liaises the transitional chambers uh, she's been working on organizing the Chamber of the World Chamber Congress for the last three years. Before joining ICC, Leah had the opportunity to work at the French Peruvian Chamber of Commerce in Lima, Peru, as well as the Commercial Bureau for the French Embassy in Colombia and Brazil. She speaks English, Spanish, Portuguese, and French, and is a Latin dance lover, specifically salsa and bachata. Um, for those of you who can't see her on the Zoom. She just did a little dance move for us. But I'd like to have you both say 
hello to all the chamber champions that are out there listening and share something interesting about yourselves. I'd love to get to know you both a little bit better. Um, Leah, why don't we start with you? Okay. Well, I not only dance, but I also dive uh, because I'm a scuba diver and I could dive up to 40 meters. Uh, so I have visited a shipwreck at the bottom of the sea. And just so you know, my middle name is Océane, which is a, re a reference to the ocean. Very nice. I, I love to dive too. So maybe offline, I'll have to find out where your favorite dive spot is. <laughs> Join us in France. All right. Stephanie, how about yourself? Yeah, thank you, Brandon, and hello to all of the Chamber Champions. Um, well, as you, you rightly mentioned, yes, I'm also a yoga teacher. And what I wanted to share actually with you today is um, I don't really separate, you know, my work uh, at ICC and what I do as a yogi. I try to actually put my yoga practice into action uh, every day at work, working with colleagues, working with members, and working uh, with partners as well. And I think that way I really find the, the, the right balance, I think, between, um, you know, this personal aspect of, of myself and also the professional side um, of myself. So, yeah, that's why I wanted to share with you. I think that is neat to be able to inject the, uh, the balance, like you said, and, and kind of bringing that proper flow into the workspace. So I think that's great. Um, Stephanie, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the International Chamber of Commerce? I'm thinking specifically for a chamber listener who is not involved with the International Chamber, just to give them an idea of the kind of the size and scope and what you guys are all about. And then if you miss anything, Leah can kind of fill in some gaps. Yes, sure, Brandon. So um, actually, so we're called the International Chamber of Commerce. Uh, but we are not a chamber of commerce per se. Uh, so that's very important because uh, th this is uh, usually sometimes that people think we are. So ICC is in fact a world business organization. And we are here to enable business to secure peace, prosperity and opportunity for all. We're a nonprofit uh, institution uh, with observer status at the United Nations. Uh, just a little bit of history, uh, because it's really interesting how actually ICC, you know, uh, was born. Uh, so ICC was funded uh, in the aftermath of the First World War in Paris, when actually no world system of rules govern trade, investment, finance or commercial relations. So without waiting for governments to fill the gap, ICC's founders acted on their conviction that the private sector is best qualified to set global standards for business. And they called themselves the merchants of peace. So now we are an institutional representative of more than 45 million companies in over 100 countries with a mission to make business work for everyone, every day, everywhere. So through a unique mix of advocacy, solutions, and standard setting, we promote international trade, responsible business conduct, and a global approach to regulation, in addition to providing market-leading dispute resolution services. Our members include many of the world's leading companies, but also SMEs, business associations, and of course, local chambers of commerce as well. 
So today we're still based in Paris. Uh, our headquarters are, uh, are located next to the Eiffel Tower. Uh, actually, uh, I can see the Eiffel Tower uh, from my desk. And we are around 200 staff. And we also have offices in Geneva, in Brussels, in Singapore, Abu Dhabi, Sao Paulo, Hong Kong, and New York. And we also have uh, representations uh, in 90 plus countries. We call them our national committees. That is very impressive. The great background and really gives some perspective to kind of the, the founding and the work that you do. Um, Leah, do you have anything you'd like to add to, to what Stephanie shared? Yes, absolutely. So just before that, I wanted to share a fun fact because I'm sure that some people of your audience might not know it, but the oldest chamber of commerce in the world is French. And that's where we had our first uh, World Chambers Congress 22 uh, years ago. And I think, Stephanie, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the chamber is five of uh, 400 years old, something like that. Yeah, that's right. More than 400 years old. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and what I wanted to share with you also, uh, Brendan, is that uh, we have within ICC a body which is called the World Chambers Federation. So it's an ICC body dedicated to chambers worldwide. And uh, really, it's a unique forum uniting the network of local, regional, national, bilateral, and transnational chambers and their business community. And when I said transnational chambers, I mean, for example, ACC, but also Eurochambre, Junior Chamber International, or the Confederation of Asia-Pacific Chamber of Commerce, the Association of Mediterranean Chamber of Commerce and Industry, really all those big transnational chambers. And our members, they really come from all continents, or all sizes, and they include both public and private law chambers. Uh, we work very closely with chambers from across the world, from Colombia to Australia, Germany, Haiti, Nigeria, really all of the countries. And so really the way we see it is that the World Chambers Federation is the backbone of the worldwide chamber community. And we provide a platform for chamber leaders to communicate and collaborate with each other. And so um, it's also key to ICC in connecting uh, SMEs, uh, sorry, ICC to SMEs worldwide and promoting uh, the important role SMEs play in the global economy. Very good. That adds a lot more context. I appreciate that. So just a little side note, I recently had listened to a podcast that was talking about the history of the Olympics. And when the, the modern day Olympics were started, and I'm kind of comparing that to when ICC was formed around the time of World War I, it, it wasn't too far off that the, the modern day Olympics were formed as well. And just the, the struggles or the, the hurdles, I guess, of trying to communicate on a global scale and you think, you know, now we've got email and video calls and things like this that really make things much easier, telephones. And at the time, you know, they were writing letters and sending them, you know, through the post and on ships. And it would take several months to get information and find out who could participate. So um, it, it's amazing to see traditions like this that have been around for so long, institutions that can be founded, you know, in time like that and carry on through today. So that's very impressive. But our topic for our discussion today is going to be based on the World Chambers Congress. Um, and we're going to take a quick break, but as soon as we get back, we'll, we'll have you to dive in to, to tell us what the World Chambers Congress is all about 
and how that relates to the World Chambers Federation as well. But we'll, we'll get into that as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round affordable and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar. Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. Please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. All right, we are back. Um, as, I, as I teased before the break, um, we're going to be talking about the World Chambers Congress, which I know this year is going to be happening in Dubai. Um, Leah, I know this is kind of right up in your field house of, uh, of what you <laughs> focus on. Uh, let me hand the mic over to you and have you share with us what the, what the World Chambers Congress is all about and, and that connection with the World Chamber Federation. Sure. So the World Chambers Congress is uh, ICC's uh, flagship event, ICCWCF flagship event, actually. So it's um, biennale, a biennial event, uh, a three-day event that brings together chamber and business heads, as well as a representative for international organization and government. And each year, we have a different co-organizer. So this year, our co-organizer is Dubai Chamber. Um, the key features of the Congress include uh, interactive and knowledge tech session, an area of networking opportunities, uh, exciting social events, uh, and last but not least, the World Chambers competition. And this year, we are super excited to introduce a new feature called the Work Teams, uh, which we are excited to share about with our delegates. But maybe Stephanie can say a few more words about the history of the Congress. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It seems that I'm the one always talking about history. <laughs> uh, so, yes, well, you know, um, the Congress uh, started in 1999 um, and it started in Marseille, as Leah mentioned earlier, uh, with, you know, the oldest chamber in the world. And at that time, you know, we were, I think, um, not a lot of people, I think it was um, around maybe 200, 300 delegates. But somehow, you know, the, the magic, you know, happened. Uh, we were all there. I wasn't there, actually. I say we because I feel I was there, actually. Uh, but people were really, really uh, interested into uh, networking, into talking, uh, you know, to each other because, well, even if you're a private load chamber or a public load chamber, even if you come from the US or Nigeria or, you know, Asia, at the end of the day, you still have, you know, common interest, common topic and things you need to share with your peers. 
So during that moment in Marseille, people got really excited. And in Marseille, we already received a bid to co-organize the next uh, editions of the Congress. So after Marseille, we went to uh, Seoul and then Quebec City, Durban, Istanbul, Kuala Lumpur, Mexico, Doha, Torino, Sydney, Rio, and now Dubai. So yeah, it was um, a very successful event and each every two years, we're getting more and more delegates. People are also returning to the Congress. So, well, in a way, I think they, they really appreciate it. And the first reason for them to still attend the event is the networking opportunity. Very good. I Yeah, I can see where the networking would really come into play, especially as you have chambers from all different backgrounds throughout the world coming together and being able to learn from each other and see how things are done in different parts of the world. And it's kind of the base of this of this podcast is to learn how other chambers do things and take those things that make sense or that you want to try out and implement them at your own chamber to try to improve the quality of your own community. Um, so it's neat to see the history. So and it is it's every two years, correct, that that you come together for the, the Congress. Yes. Yes, correct. Very good. And actually, Brendan, what you just said um, made me want to say a few more words about the World Chambers Competition, because really the World Chambers Competition, it's like the awards or the Oscars uh, for chambers worldwide. And uh, it's about people sharing their ideas, uh, presenting them, and then having more people inspired by what they will present on stage. And it's really about uh, inspiring your peers and maybe, uh, it's not maybe, but it for sure, some people that presented interesting initiatives during the World Chambers competition uh, in their audience, other chambers that were so interested by what they shared that they replicated the, replicated the project within their own countries. So really, it's, it's not only talks, but it's also really concrete action and uh, things to take back home uh, in, uh, in your own country. So I would love for you to share more with us about the competition. Um, what's involved with that? What kind of entries or winners have you seen in the in past uh, Congresses? I, I'm very intrigued by, by the competition. Maybe I've, I've got a little bit of a competitive nature in myself, but um, <laughs> I, I like seeing the innovation that comes out of things like this. So Leah, why don't you share with us some of these things that you've seen come out of the competition? Sure. So, well, basically, uh, for each World Chambers competition, we have around three to uh, four categories. So this year, uh, they are uh, the best climate action project, best resilience project, best unconventional project, and best digital project. So chambers from all around the world are invited to submit projects uh, within uh, one of those uh, four categories. And then their projects are being reviewed by a panel of international, uh, an international panel of uh, chambers of commerce executive, which vote for their favorite project and for their favorite project, sorry. And uh, the finalists uh, are uh, traveling to Dubai to pitch their project live in front of the audience in plenary session. So it's really something that is extremely excited because people are really rooting for their chambers, for their favorite projects, and it's creating a lot of excitement. And we have seen some amazing projects uh, for each of the World Chambers competition. And one that I would like to mention is from Rio, actually, 
we had the CEO of Afga um, uh, sorry, Afghanistan Women of Chamber, uh, Chamber of Commerce. And uh, she shared uh, the project of her chamber, which was actually to create a chamber dedicated to women in Afghanistan to encourage uh, local entrepreneurship for women. Because in some countries, access to entrepreneurship and to, uh, well, the business field is a little bit more complicated than in others. And so she really created this Chamber of Commerce for Women in Afghanistan to support her community. And, and she won uh, a prize uh, in Rio. And I think that the speech she gave was so emotional. It was so inspiring. And it really resonates uh, uh, to, to me, especially given what's uh, happening in the recent days in, in Afghanistan. So really, that's one of the projects that has been key. But we have so many interesting uh, projects that I could spend hours talking about them. <laughs> I bet you could. <laughs> Stephanie, do you have anything to add on the, as far as the competition goes and maybe a, a project or, or an entry that stood out to you over the years? Yeah, sure. Well, first of all, uh, this year I was very happy to actually see uh, more project than we had two years ago. And we, we were not sure about that uh, because we know that chambers have been, you know, experiencing a, a very difficult time uh, recently. And so we were not sure about, you know, how much time they will be able to, you know, give to this competition. So that that's the first thing I, I want to highlight and, and thank all of these chambers again. And one which are always in my mind is... Um, one project uh, which was actually about disaster preparedness toolkit. And that project uh, actually uh, has been replicated. I mean, all the chambers around the world, they, they took it and they actually transformed it for their own country. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, <laughs> disasters are, are, are still happening. Uh, and uh, But that toolkit was very useful. So again, something very concrete very useful for all the chambers. And this is what we we, we actually uh, like to see in the competition. I would say that those are the kind of things that I like to see is, is an actionable tool. You can, as a chamber, you can sit back and say, wow, that is really impressive how they've implemented that at their chamber. Let me try it out at my chamber. Or if nothing else, to connect with whoever that presenter is and with their organization and to learn more about what went into that specific project and, and things to consider if you were to try to implement it at your own organization. Uh, so this year, obviously, COVID-19 has kind of thrown a wrench in the whole world, right? So I'm curious for to have you share this year with this happening in Dubai, uh, the Congress being in, in Dubai this year. Is this a something, obviously, having a physical location, there are people coming to attend in person, is there, is that the only way to attend? Are there virtual options? How, if somebody listening wanted to participate and be a part of this, what's the best way for them to, to get connected with that? Well, so actually this year we are organizing a hybrid event. Yes, so for the first time, actually. So we'll have, um, of course, the in-person format uh, in Dubai but we'll also provide a, a digital platform uh, for people who are not able to travel uh, to Dubai. So we're, we're very happy about that because, you know, that way um, they, everyone has a chance, you know, to, to participate um, and to join us. 
So it's actually, you know, um, very new for us. So uh, in a way, I'm, I'm also curious to see how, how it's how it's going to be. Uh, but look, I mean, we have a fantastic organizer. We've seen, of course, um, the digital platform. And really what we wanted to create um, is actually a real virtual experience and not just, okay, I'm behind my screen and I log in. No, we really wanted to have uh, an experience also for virtual delegates. So we look forward to seeing all of that actually taking place. That is great. I, I like the idea of being able to have it be a hybrid. Leah, what do you and, have to add? Yeah, and uh, we are also very excited to share that we have, uh, as of today, 80 countries registered to our in-person events so far. So at this stage of the organization of the event, uh, because all delegates usually register very last minute <laughs> before <laughs> COVID, it was always the case. But now we are super proud to have those uh, 80 countries that have registered. And really, we were not sure. We, we were not sure. So happy to see that people are really getting excited about getting together. And people are writing to us all the time, right, Stephanie? They're like, I can't wait to be in Dubai. I can't wait to meet my chamber peers again. And we really feel that chamber are dying to get together again. So we can't wait to be there. I, I'm glad to hear that that's a worldwide phenomenon about chambers waiting and procrastinating until the last minute, because <laughs> <laughs> I see that for sure in the United States, that chambers will wait till the very last minute. So that's a, a trend worldwide. Uh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wanted to to see you know what else would you two want to share about whether it's the the World Chambers Congress or International Chamber World Chambers Federation just in general for listeners to know more about or to get involved. Um, Stephanie, let me hand it over to you to to respond to that. Yes, sure. Thank you, Brendan. Uh, one last thing I wanted to share about the Congress uh, as well. Um, Leah just mentioned the number of countries we have uh, registered to date. And I'd like to um, underline also um, a, a special program uh, that have been made uh, available uh, by the Dubai Chamber, which is a program who is actually uh, sponsoring some chambers from the least developed countries. And this year, uh, this program has been ex extremely successful. Uh, we have 32 uh, registered uh, chambers from the least developed countries. And uh, it's actually the first time we have so many. Uh, there are a total of 46 uh, LDCs in the world. So 32 is for us a very good number. And I'd like also to uh, use this occasion to thank uh, one of our partners, CPCCAF. They are uh, an assembly for Francophone African Chambers, and they helped us a lot uh, securing this chamber to the Congress. And, you know, uh, I, I think this is very important, actually, to us and to ICC to be inclusive, to really have as many countries as possible and make this Congress available uh, to all type of chambers. Uh, so that's uh, something I wanted to to highlight as well in this podcast. That's very good. Leah, what would you like to add that, that we haven't covered that you think would be relevant for this conversation? 
Well, I would like to say that this year we have been really uh, innovative in the way we shape our program. Uh, we have worked with uh, specialized uh, design thinking, um, even designer, uh, for to help us uh, to with those, those innovation. And really, this format, uh, the format that we're going to have for this edition of the Congress is going to be much more interactive than it was before. So we have very exciting formats that we really can't wait to, um, to, to have people experience because really uh, we are super proud about them. Uh, and also, I wanted to share that we are going to tell a story to delegates during the three days of the event. So basically, on the first day, we are going to welcome them and to discuss about our um, this year's theme, which is Generation Next Chamber 4.0. We are going to talk a lot about digitalization of chambers, uh, chamber business model innovation, so chamber model innovation, uh, also about uh, Chamber 4.0 in the further details. And then the day two is going to focus more on uh, resilience, on the future, on sustainability, and finally, the last day is going to be on concrete actions and on building action plans for chambers to take back home in their respective countries. So it's not only attending to an event, listening to it, but it's also really processing some content, exchanging with your fellow uh, chamber participants, chamber delegates, and then working together to produce concrete action plans. And really, people are going to have a real book, well, a real uh, booklet, where they are going to write to work together, to be together on table of uh, six persons. And at the end, they are going to have to produce something. So this way, if someone is uh, being asked, what have you done at the Congress? Were you just enjoying or uh, going to the amazing social events that are going to take place? No, people are going to work and are going to think. And it's not uh, an event to rest. So really something I wanted to share. It's not just a social event, but you're going to come out of this with some high quality value that you can take back to your yeah. chamber. Yeah, people are, people are going to work a lot, but they are going to have a lot of fun also because we have nice social events. And one of them is taking place at the Armani Hotel uh, at Burj Khalifa, which is, if I'm not mistaken, the biggest, the highest tower in the world. And we are going to have a very nice cocktail with a traditional Emir Emirati souk uh, with uh, interactive uh, booths and uh, different activities. Uh, and also, we are going to facilitate the access to delegates to Expo 2020, which is the first world expo taking place in the MENA region. So a lot of exciting elements in the Congress and outside, and really, we can't wait to be there. Yes, absolutely. So for everybody listening, what is the date for the World Chambers Congress? So the dates are from the 23rd to the 25th of November. Um, so, uh, okay, I have to mention that we know it's during Thanksgiving uh, as we're doing this podcast, you know. And so uh, look, we were a bit of fortunate with dates. Uh, initially, the Congress uh, was to take place in February this year. We had to postpone uh, many times. Um, so... Here are the dates, uh, but as we mentioned, it's a hybrid event. Uh, we would love to welcome chambers from the US uh, virtually because we know Thanksgiving is very important. Family is very important. I'm going to say the contrary, as you heard, family, three kids. But we, we yeah, we, 
we really would like to also have um, chambers from the U.S. Uh, at this event as well. We do have speakers actually from the U.S. and and some of them have decided to actually spend uh, Thanksgiving uh, with us. Um, but yeah, if uh, this is a possibility for your chamber champions, uh, Brendan uh, will welcome them, of course, virtually to the event. Can you give a teaser of who some of these speakers are for people listening? Are you, oh, yeah. are you allowed well, to do that? Okay. It's, yeah. yeah, it's not secret. Leah, do you want to say a, a few names? Yeah, it's not secret. Everything is available on our website, but we have uh, the head of retail uh, at Google. We're expecting also some speakers from uh, Facebook, from Microsoft, from PwC. And we also have international organizations such as the WTO um, and the International Trade Center. Um, and of course, we have uh, chamber leaders from all around the world. Very good. Stephanie, what, it looked like you have something else to add. Yeah, yeah. just to add that uh, Ted Suter, actually, uh, head of retail at Google, is also uh, part of the Chicagoland Chamber, so a chamber from the U.S. Very good. That is awesome. So as we start to, to wrap things up here, um, I wanted to ask both of you, I'd like to get input from both of you, of one tip or action item that a listener could do to, to help elevate their chamber up, up to the next level. Um, Leah, why don't we start with you? Well, my tip <laughs> is uh, to join us uh, at the Congress in Dubai or virtually. Um, I think it will really be the perfect opportunity to air everything about Chamber 4.0 and Chamber Model Innovation and to learn from your peers from all around the world. Very good. Stephanie, what would your tip or piece of advice be? Well, same as Leah, but if I'm able to add one thing, uh, uh, we have a community platform called Chambers Connect. So I think uh, that would help, uh, you know, chamber executive, chamber leaders uh, a lot. It's basically a platform for chambers. Uh, it's 100% dedicated to chambers. And that way, you know, you, you don't have to wait for the Congress actually to meet, network and learn um, and, uh, you know, uh, take up to the next level. You can do that already thanks to the platform. Connect with your peers from all around the world. So um, I'll be happy to invite all of your Chamber Champions to Chambers Connect, our community platform. Yeah. So how do, uh, where is that? Is that through your website or how do you, how do you find that platform? So actually, um, just email us because we'll need to uh, send our chamber executives and leaders an invitation and a link to register as it's a closed community. Okay. Uh, you need to, to register. So just email us. And, okay. we'll, and we'll, we'll get your contact information in our show notes as well. But uh, I like to ask everyone that I have on the show as, as we look to the future of Chambers of Commerce, how do you both see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? Stephanie, would you like to take a stab at that first? Yes, sure. Well, I think um, Chambers for, for us, you know, are really the a trusted entity. And we've seen that even more during uh, this difficult time we all had 
with COVID. And um, I'm sure that in the future, Chambers will still be this trusted partner, you know, uh, businesses are, are uh, going to. Uh, at the same time, I think Chambers will still have to adapt, you know, uh, their services, uh, what they do, how they do. Uh, to make sure they're still relevant uh, for the members. So this is how I see chambers, you know, uh, in the near future. And, uh, and of course, as ICC and the World Chambers Federation uh, will be with them uh, to, to actually um, continue uh, their work and remain relevant to their members. Uh, we... We usually would lay, very often with Leah, we say that we see them as uh, lighthouses to make business work for, for people and planet. So for us, uh, Chambers are here to lead, connect, and inspire. I love that. Lead, connect, and inspire. Leah, what, what, is, your, uh, what is your crystal ball say about the future of Chambers? <laughs> Well, I think that um, chambers uh, need to, to talk to each other, to better connect, to exchange, to network, because sometimes we just don't need to reinvent the wheel and someone is doing something that is amazing and working very well and that we just should learn from the experience of the others. But if I should, um, if, I, if I had to mention some long-term changes that chambers have to, to implement, I would say that really... Um, companies need to accelerate their uh, digital transformation. So that's why this year theme uh, for the Congress is uh, Generation Next Chamber 4.0. We think that this is key uh, that Chamber go through this process of digital transformation and in the right way and without suffering too much. And we also think that uh, Chamber should uh, have the access facilitated to uh, international business opportunity. Well, that's why we are the International Chamber of Commerce, I, I guess. And also to integrate a sustainable business development into business models. So again, something that we are going to cover during the World Chambers Congress. So join us. Yeah. So I think the digital transformation piece is very important. And there's a lot of chamber members who may be of the older generation who might resist a little bit to the technology transformation. But then there's the whole new, you know, younger generation that's getting into the workforce and business ownership that that's absolutely what they want. So for a while, I think chambers will have a kind of a hybrid type of a situation where to be able to address the needs of both type of demographics. I think that is a, a key part of, the, of Chambers moving forward. But I wanted to give you both an opportunity to share any contact information for listeners who would like to reach out and connect or to join Chambers Connect or to get registered for the World Chambers Congress. What would be the best way for them to reach out and connect with you? Um, Leo, why don't we have you go first and then we'll, we'll get Stephanie's contact information. Well, I'm not sure <laughs> everyone will understand my contact details, but I'm leah.puto <laughs> at iccw.org. And um, our website is uh, worldchamberscongress.org. So, well, if you need more information about the Congress, please feel free to email me or visit our website. All right. And Stephanie, how about yours? 
Yes, luckily I have a short version of my email address without my last name. So I'm going to use that one. So it's uh, svt at iccwbo.org. That is perfect. And I will get your contact information in our show notes for this episode. So really, hopefully the spelling and everything won't be an issue because people can just go to chamberchatpodcast.com slash episode 145 and click on your email there or click on the, the website to, to learn more about the World Chamber Congress and to, to get involved there and, and to reach out and email you both to, to be able to get involved with uh, with Chambers Connect. I think that's a, a great resource as well. But I appreciate you both spending time with me today here on Chamber Chat Podcast. I think you guys are doing great work there at the ICC. And, and I look forward to hearing specifically about these competitions this year and see, see what those outcomes are. So thank you for, for being with me today. Well, Brennan, thank you so much. And uh... Anytime, if you want to hear more about the competition, it will be our pleasure to to tell you everything. If you are a Chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry. Hey, it's Izzy again. I've got some questions about the annual Chamber Pros Planner that I publish, so I wanted to encourage you to visit my website, theizzywest.com, as I have a video you can watch to see if my planner's right for you. I flipped through the physical book so you can see what the monthly spread, weekly to-do list, and meeting notes pages are like. This planner is designed to help keep you on track for your 12-week goals as you push your chamber forward. Again, go to theizzywest.com for the preview. That's the I-Z-Z-Y. W-E-S-T dot com.